What's your dream? What's your goal? What's your motivation? What's important to you? What's your passion? What can you do to change the world? This is What's Involved. Conversations with thought leaders and change makers from around the world. Hear stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate people like you to live your life, find your passion, and live your dream. Together, we can all bring positive change to our world. Now, here's your host, David Watts. And it is another edition of What's Involved. This, the first one of 2022. And uh, I've done some thinking over the last while. And I thought, where do I want the show to go? How do I want the show to go? And I thought, you know what? This year needs to be about change. It needs to be about making a difference. It needs to be about what are we going to do with our beloved country? How are we going to? Because it's all good and well. I mean, you know, we sit and I'm, I'm just as guilty. We sit and we point fingers and we go, yes, but this, yes, uh, the government is solutions. Solutions is what we are looking at. And as a result of that, I managed to uh, connect with a couple of gentlemen and uh, I've got two of them joining me right now. Um, and we're going to be talking about a brilliant idea um, that uh, the one gentleman first came up with. So let me introduce them and then you'll know. First and foremost, a very good, uh, very warm welcome to you, Trevor Stradom. Now, Trevor is uh, the uh, owner of the Audacia Wine Farm. He's got a long history in the banking services, as well as being an entrepreneur. So uh, we like to say Trevor is the struggling wine farmer at the moment because <laughs> wine farming is definitely not for everybody. Uh, my other guest, uh, a very warm welcome to you as well, is Anthony Morris. Uh, he is a global financial coach as well as a disruptive thought leader and an entrepreneur. Gentlemen, great to have you on the show with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, David. Thanks for having us. All right. So, I've set the scene. This is where I want to go with, with this little radio show this year. Um, and I believe we can make a change. I believe we can make a difference. You've come up with uh, a, a, con a concept, uh, Trevor, and the, the, the sort of overarching title of it is going to be called C Change, the letter C and then change. Talk to me about what these four Cs, because you've got four core Cs are that we're going to be looking at and, and working towards. Um, thank you for that, David. I think what's very important for me is that there are a myriad of problems in South Africa and a myriad of opportunities. But for us, and if we're going to have this discussion and you're going to allow us to have it on your radio uh, station, will be to keep what we want to talk about incredibly simple and it will have to be an overriding theme that it touches on everything that we do. So we are speaking to Anthony, and we've come up with a concept of the four Cs, the first one being competence, the second one being care, then consequence and corruption. And our whole reasoning for this is the most important thing is if you're going to put anyone in a position of authority or management or government or, or anywhere in business, you may have to make sure, first of all, that that person has got the competence to do that job. And the second thing is that person must actually care about the people or the business that he's doing that job for. And if not, there have to, has to always be consequence. 
Um, in, in private practice, if a person cannot do the job, it becomes very simple. That person gets fired and is out of that business because a business cannot afford to carry an incompetent person for a period of time. And then the last thing and the biggest problem in our country is corruption. So I, I would like, speaking to Anthony, that we could actually talk about those four themes and then look at a way in which we can actually measure those things because if you can't measure them, you can't manage. And it's as simple as that. And what we'll be talking about is how technology can be used as a tool to both measure and manage a lot of these things. But I'm sure there's a lot of ideas. And then the last thing, um, if we could have a filter, because we've all got ideas, and I'm sure there'll be millions of ideas coming in, but if an idea does not make the C, the four Cs simpler to implement, then we can't consider it. So the, the filter should always be, does this idea make what we're doing simpler? If the answer is no, then we won't consider it. Otherwise, we'll end up with myriads and myriads of ideas and they will simply be ideas. They won't be business imperatives. So that, to sum it up, is the four Cs that we'd like to talk about. Fantastic. Just before I move over to Anthony, uh, I just want to state, and I think I can say this for, for all of us, the three of us, and the kind of people that we're looking to talk to and get involved, is we are passionate South Africans. We love this country. We believe in this country. We just see that there's problems and we cannot sit by any longer and go, well, somebody else has got to sort it out. We want to take responsibility and we want to build on this, uh, these four pillars. Anthony, welcome. Good to have you along with us. Uh, you being the disruptive thought leader that you are, tell me what your thoughts are on this. Well, you know, David, I... Uh... I spent 10 years in America and, and Canada. I'm still a Canadian permanent resident. I was sitting in 2016 in my beautiful Scottsdale home with the table mountain on a screensaver, ordering Brew Wilson Bolton online from a guy in San Diego and talking to my mates in Cape Town. And I realized I missed home. I didn't stop missing home for a decade. And I came back. But the country I came back to in 2017 was definitely not the country I left 10 years earlier. I'm a passionate, passionate South African. I chose to come back here. But I believe, to put it bluntly, that South Africa has spiritual cancer. And why I say that is because it seems to me like everyone is out for themselves to get the most for themselves. We don't even talk to each other decently anymore. And the challenge we have is that there's no sense of the four things that, that Trevor talked about as our framework. And if we're going to fix this country, we don't have a lot of time. And we need to understand demographics and mathematics behind that are underpinning the current challenges and problems. Put simply... We have 3% of the people paying 97% of the tax. We have 50% unemployment in the economic engine of age 18 to age 50. And we have about 15% of the population HIV positive. Now, we all agree that one plus one has a tendency to equal two. You can send it to the mosque, to shul, or to the church. It will still only end up two. You can't make it end up three. So within that demographic tsunami that we face, how do we put this country on a fast track to success by focusing on our resourcefulness? We don't have a lack of resources in South Africa. We've got minerals in the ground. We've got arable land. We've got people. We've got lots of seaboard. We've got all the elements that we need, but we lack resourcefulness. And resourcefulness can tend to be emotional states, which is why you'll notice Trevor put in their care. As soon as you go there, the left brain people are going to go, oh, is this going to be an inspirational, motivational show? No. 
But basically, care means that you have two ears, one mouth, and use in that proportion. Care means that if you're sitting in a boardroom and Sophia on your exco is running late for the meeting because he had to take his child to clinic, he did not on Discovery Diamond Vitality, and you sit there rolling your eyes going, so what's new? That's a lack of care. It's a lack of empathy, and you're contributing to the problem. Okay, If you're walking around saying it's the ANC and corruption, it's the ANC and corruption. It's not just the ANC and corruption. It's the corruption that you oversee in your own organization every single day that starts this. And I believe that this country can be put on a fast track to success, but we need people positively contributing with ideas and, and instructions, practical things that we can do. And Trevor and I have known each other a long time uh, from my days of, of working with him in changing the bank culture of a big bank getting into sync like salespeople. And I know that why I'm so excited with him being on this journey with us is because he's always the guy who's going to go, okay, so what are you going to do? And what are you going to start? And what's the first point? Because otherwise it's just talk. There's no time for talk in the country anymore. Absolutely. And that, and that's the, that's, I think the crux of this particular matter is we can't just talk. We've, we've got to do. And if you're listening, whether it be to the podcast, whether you're listening to uh, the show uh, live right now, what you need to do is make a decision this year to become involved, to do something, be the change that you want to see. And, and it, it, this goes across the board now, because one of my things is we've, we've had this, this, this issue for so long um, and, and we've turned it into racial things. We've explored all of that. Yes, we've made mistakes. Yes, we've done things wrong. Let's fix it. And it's going to take people from across the board, from people at the highest levels of business to people like myself and you and, and your normal everyday people, because those are the ones that are being impacted the most right now. So what I want to do when we come back, I'd like us to, to dive in a little more to these, these four Cs. And uh, we're going to start off with the biggest one, I think, corruption. So we'll get back. We'll get into that when we come back. This is What's Involved. Uh, I'm David Watts. It's an absolute pleasure to uh, have you along with us. We'll be back with you in just a bit. We'll be right back with more What's Involved. David would love to hear from you. To leave a voice message, visit whatsinvolved.com and click drop me a voice note. We're back. What's Involved it is. My special guests are Trevor Stratum, owner of uh, the Audacia Wine Farm, uh, also an entrepreneur, been in the business world for, for many years. And uh, Anthony Morris, who is a global financial coach, as well as a disruptive thought leader. And in his spare time, he's an entrepreneur. So we're talking about this idea uh, that, that, that we've been kicking around, and it's called C-Change, which is the letter C and then change. And there's, at the moment, four pillars of those. So our four Cs are competence, care, consequence, and corruption. And I said just before the break, when we come back, we're going to talk about the fourth C, because I think that's the, the biggest one in everybody's mind. And everybody throws their hands up in horror and goes, corruption. So Trevor, over to you. Why is corruption important to tackle? Corruption is absolutely critical to tackle because at the moment we have people in all walks of life, not any government, in private business everywhere, that has sort of, if you can't beat them, join them. So you have people saying, I don't want to pay my tax anymore because when I pay it, it gets pinched by people. You have people 
Um, in any position, the first thing that happens, if there's a business opportunity, they think, how can I get money out of it? And I don't care about the consequence. I don't care that I'm stealing from people. I don't care. That's, we'll talk about care later. So if we talk about corruption, I think for me, and there are going to be lots of ideas around how we can solve it, I think we have to consider using technology. I know from my own experience, you go to the doctor, he does blood tests, you do all kinds of tests, and technology is used to do heart transplants, all kinds of things. If you look at athletes today, they do drug tests to see whether they're cheating. Mm. Uh, if you're driving a car and you get caught and you've been drinking, you do a breathalyzer and you get taken and your blood gets drawn. So we're using, again, technology. Globally, we know all the security guards, bodyguards of presidents do a six-monthly polygraph test. So just a thought. I thought, why don't we have a challenge? And, and David, you would have to get first uh, people that are in the polygraph industry to talk on your show whether the idea and the concept we're talking about is feasible, and we'd have to explore it on your show. But can you imagine if we could get all people in government, in the police, um, our president, to agree to an annual honesty test? Now, when we originally came up with the idea, we thought, you know, that would be great, but but what do we do with all the past theft and all the past misdemeanors that have happened? So the idea would be that you would sign an agreement where you would be given amnesty for, um, not amnesty for what you've done in the past, but you would be given amnesty for the, uh, for the next 12 months. So you sign an agreement in 12 months from now, I will have a polygraph test, an honesty test, to see whether I haven't used my position of power to enrich myself or others in a process. And it's just a first screening honesty test. So you sign the agreement and you say, you can check me 12 months from now from this date and I will do a simple honesty test and I'll answer one question. And this is just an example of what it could be. Have you used your position in government or an office to enrich yourself, your family, extended family, friends, business associated, or any other institution or person by a corrupt action? That simple question. And then if you failed that, then there would be obviously a lifestyle audit or something like that. But it would be the beginning stages of using technology to help with um, solving the corruption process. That's one idea, but I'm sure there would be more. So just so we're clear, in terms of this, and, and we're looking at, I mean, as, as you speak to me, I've been thinking, okay, government's the obvious one, uh, municipalities, police, uh, metro police, those, but we can do it in business as well. Because if, if you come to me and go, David, listen, in terms of your business, we, we're going to give you amnesty. You've got a year now to, to, to clean up your act and if I've been kind of helping cousins and second cousins and all sorts of things, I've now got some time to go, okay, guys, I now choose to be part of the solution. So I'm going to keep my nose clean and I'm going to do what's right. And at the end of this year, when you ask me that question, I should be able to, in good conscience, answer it. And on that polygraph, they're going to go, yep, he's being honest. Did I understand you correctly? You understood me 100%. Okay, cool. 
Anthony, let's move over to you quickly. What are, what are your thoughts on this? You know, there's a, a lovely saying I use on my coaching programs. If you have a problem, turn it into a process or a procedure and it won't be a problem anymore. So what Trevor's just done there is actually live that mantra. We've got a problem called corruption and people taking bribes in uh, enforcement situations. We turn it into a process or procedure called a, a, a truth challenge or an honesty challenge, which we wipe the slate clean in a year. So he's used that. Then we can expand it into other areas that say, okay, what is the process or the procedure? Why is it that, for example, anonymous whistleblowing is not more part of the corporate culture of most companies in this country, where you can do an anonymous report on a, on a digital journey on your phone that goes somewhere and you basically what the Aussies would call you dobbing someone out. You can take a picture, a video, a recording, or you can actually tell what's going on and you will be rewarded if it turns out to be the truth. What you're doing is incentivizing people to police each other because the police can never police everybody. There's another example of what can, can be done, if you know what I mean. It's a funny thing in Australia, no one waters their lawn even at midnight because they have a dobbing program and you dob your neighbor out. And that's seen as a good thing to do because the biggest Australian value is called fair dinkum. It's above religion and family, fair dinkum, which is fairness. We don't have that fairness here. So I think Trevor's onto something very powerful there. One could take that concept and then say, okay, if you're going to drive a, a truck through the Harry Smith Pass, with stuff on it, and you could end up mowing down a taxi and killing 20 people, maybe all truck drivers, part of the job is that you will be drug tested every week. If you don't like it, you like drugs, then you just do anything, but don't drive trucks, if that makes sense. And so one can fan the social engineering into a whole lot of areas and take care of enormous mayhem and loss of life, life and money that it's costing the country. Okay, so Anthony, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock and tap on your shoulder here for this one. The idea is brilliant. Okay, that's why I bought into it. It's brilliant. And I think that if anybody's listening to this now is going, absolutely. However, one small fly in the ointment, who's going to administer these polygraph tests? I don't know anybody. If you're listening, if you're into polygraphs, maybe you can give us a shot, let us know. Anthony, do you know anybody that we could uh, tap on their shoulder and have a chat to? What about the, 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 the honesty the actual, challenge? To do the actual testing in the honesty challenge. Well, I think what you do is you'd get two people in the room. You'd get some accountants in the room and work out what it's costing us in terms of corruption to not do this so that we found where the money is because the money already exists. It's just being spent policing people running around you being bribed anyway. So we've got traffic policemen right now that are getting, being bribed with a cool drink. And what is the cost of the traffic policeman using the radar gun to fill his own bank account actually at the end of the day? So you get the accountants to measure the cost or the loss. So the money is there. And then you get the Polygraph Institute, even top guys from around the world, and say, we're looking to contract this out to someone, put your proposal forward. And, and then at that point, you go to the necessary people. And I believe in private enterprise government partnerships. I think if you went to the wrong minister, uh, the minister is actually doing something on the side. And so it's a, it's, it's stillborn, it's a stillborn child. At the end of the day. All right. Okay. So, so there's our first challenge. If you either work in the industry or you know somebody, give me, drop me a mail. Okay. It's very easy. It's David at what's involved.com. What's W A T T S involved.com. Uh, and say, Hey, yeah, we think this is a great idea. In fact, whether you think the idea of us going forward with this is a good idea or you think it's nonsense and rubbish and, and we're blowing smoke. Let me know, because that's what I want to do. I need us to be more interactive. Um, I'm going to put myself out there and say, I'm prepared to go and, and go through this honesty test. 
you know, I'm, I'm a radio person. So obviously a lot of people go, oh, you're in radio. There's something you're hiding. Uh, so I'm prepared to do that. Um, yeah. And maybe we can do it live on the show. You know, cool. and, and say, okay, well, you know, if, if that old fart can do it, maybe, you know, we can do it. If you're a business and you want to get a shout out and a mention on the show, and you as the CEO are prepared to jump in with us, more, more power to you. Um, I don't know what you guys feel about that concept. Uh, uh, sorry, David, if I could come in here. I think um, obviously there'd need to be a lot of research. And as when you asked Anthony the question, you know, who would administer this? Um, immediate thought would go in, like, you know, couldn't the three of us get together and work out how we could handle the contracts for this and skim something off the top? I mean, that's the way South Africans think. Yeah. It, and I agree with Anthony. It would have to be a joint venture between private enterprise and um, government. And then when you get someone like Edward Kitzweger, who's uh, head of SARS, I mean, I've, I know him personally from my previous experience in the financial sector industry, and I believe there's a man that might take this challenge before anyone else. And maybe between people, captains of industry and, and government could get together and and start investigating the possibility and the feasibility of amnesty for 12 months and then honesty testing. And we start with senior people in government and business, and let's make this a joint venture. But there needs to be quite a bit of work done around the feasibility of it, as Anthony said, and the cost implications. And I think we need the best polygraph test, uh, testing people from all over the world to do it. But I honestly believe that using technology to solve corruption should become the new normal. The same, same as COVID testing. You want to fly, get on this plane, you do a COVID test. You want to be in this position, you agree to yeah. an annual honesty test. It just should be the new normal. And if you're not agreed to use technology, then you don't get the job. Uh, and as simple as that. I agree. I don't think that government is initially going to look at this idea and go, yeah, we're in. I really don't. Definitely not. Definitely okay. not. Um, not. So I think it's, it's going to be private sector initially. Anthony. Okay. So this is where... We, we're going to explore very, we put ourselves forward. So we, you know, I'm showing you my ingrown toenail and Trevor's agreed. And we're taking a big risk personally by being on the show. Cause what we're going to do is we're going to keep each other honest. In other words, if I see you going in the direction, David, that I, I want to pull BS on and say, no, now you're thinking like a typical South African. If you took the whistleblowing concept and you linked it to the fact that at least half the police force are not going to take the test, you've got mm. to provide a soft landing for those guys to sell the idea. In other words, now you're fired because you refuse to take the test. What are you going to do? You've taken bread out of a man's uh, stomach, right? If that guy took the whistleblowing concept and he now became a consultant in the townships to, to uncover the drug lords and the, what's going on there potentially, because the money that's being wasted in this country right now with law enforcement that's being enforced by people who've got a criminal record, there's 4,000 policemen at a supervisory management lesson level in the police who have a criminal record right now, 4,000 of them. It's a new way to do well in crime. You get a car, you get a gun, you get a badge, rock and roll. So what are you going to do with all the people who fail? You have to have that plan in place too, to say those people are going to be deployed gainfully in going out there and cleaning up the communities potentially and earn money off doing that, if that makes some kind of sense. Now, if you've got two hours, I can tell you how we do that. You can't just go in and put the ax because no one's going to pass. Okay. 
All right. When we come back, I want to I want to do a little bit more on on this, but because uh, once again, if we look at what Trevor suggested in terms of the filter, um, I think the filter is not really going to fit with this one. But we'll talk more about that when we come back. This is what's involved. So good to have you along with us. You're listening to What's Involved with David Watts. Have you been to our website? Check it out, www.whatsinvolved.com. And while you're there, click on the coffee mug icon and buy David a cup of coffee. He'll love it. And we're back. What's Involved it is. Man, this fascinates me. The sea of change or sea change, as we're going to be calling it. Um, We're chatting to Trevor Stradum and Anthony Morris. Uh, and they've come up with this concept of, of the four C's, competence, care, consequence, corruption. Now, just before the break, I was going, okay, uh, I love the idea of the honesty testing. But now, for example, we, we, we used it uh, in terms of the, the police force or the government, whatever. Um, I love the amnesty side of it. But then, Trevor, explain to me a little bit further now. Let's say... Um, Let's use the, the the police force. Somebody goes there and they go, "Yep, I'll do this 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 honesty test," and they fail it. What do we do then? Because I think just by going, "Well, if you fail, you're out," is a bit harsh. I know Anthony said they should become um, uh, uh, sort of involved in the community and you know being whistleblowers and getting paid for that. That seems a little di- little little difficult for me right now. I think we could get there, but right now, what do we do? I think um, because we're trying to have honesty testing the new normal in our society, because it it has to happen, I honestly believe it has to happen across all facets of government, private practice, everywhere, um, we're going to have to get used to it. So there's a phase in approach. If we, It's not about if you fail it, you are. Remember, it's first line honesty testing. So mm. you sign a document, you give an amnesty f- for you, you then go for 12 months and then you are, when I say amnesty, you sign the documents and 12 months later, you're asked about in the last 12 months, have you committed and, you, and if you fail, that first line honesty test simply means that your superior now can do a lifestyle audit on you and find out why you fail. Um, was it some minor thing or wasn't it? So it, we don't, it's, it's not a failure in your art. It's a failure. Why did you fail? And we need to look into it because it's going to, it's a, it's going to have to be a gradual process, but at least it's the start of getting to that point where if you fail, you are. But initially, it's go, we, we're getting to the new norm and we're going to have to manage it. Uh, and as I, as I said to you, if we can't measure it, we can't manage it. So first of all, how many people will fail? I'm hoping that um, people, a small percentage uh, won't fail. If we have a 100% failure rate, obviously we've got a massive problem, but at least we can deal with it because we'll know about it. We'll be able to, to, to manage it. So I'm just saying, so it's not you fail your art. It's you failed. Now let's do a lifestyle audit. Let's see why you failed. But let's just let's just go into this. Anthony, I'll get to you right now. But if you think about it, this this whole idea of corruption, it's it's literally like a cancer in our society. Because you talk to somebody, anybody in an office, and you're, you're like back to school now. They help themselves to the office supplies so that they can give to little Johnny. And that is not seen as being dishonest. It's seen as being, it's my right. 
you know, what the hell? Companies got lots of money. They're not going to miss a ream of paper and a couple of notebooks. And I think that's where it starts is that we've, we've, for so long, we've just gone, oh, it's okay. We've given our power away. We need to take it back. So again, I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay. So drop me an email comes directly to me. It's David at what's involved.com, which is W A T T S and then involved.com. What's involved.com one word. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, do you think we are to coin a phrase or a cliche? Uh, do you think we're farting against thunder here? Or do you think it's something that can be done if we have the will to do it? Um, I see we, we're starting to run out of time here. So, uh, Anthony, before we go, let's let's hand over to you and, and you give us some of your thoughts there. I love, I'm, I've, I've, I'm energized and inspired here on, by what we've discussed today because we talk about sea change. Trevor talked about the four Cs. Now I want to close out and focus on change because what this whole thing comes down to fundamentally is whether you're optimistic and you believe that people are capable of changing. Okay. In other words, someone that knows that in a year, they've got a year to clean up the act and be honest or they're going to fail the test. The cynics would say, that's not going to stop them. And I would counter that and say, rubbish. When a woman finds out she's pregnant, have you ever watched a woman around the bride, she's pregnant, she says, no, I'm pregnant, no, I'm not drinking alcohol. She stops drinking alcohol the day she discovers. Guy's got a diagnosis of a polyp in his lung, he will drop that cigarette halfway through and he will never smoke again. So I'm fundamentally bullish on the people that the fact that people can change. Look at our country. The people in this country who did not believe that we could ever unite and get together and not be driven into the sea the day that Madib was released and look what happened. So it's whether you believe people can change, give them the incentive to change and then digitize the experience so that there can be no place to hide because technology is a big part of it where they know it's not an opinion the machine's giving you, okay? And therefore, you are focused on making the complying, being willing to comply and change yourself to comply or don't work there, work somewhere else. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, Trevor, for your final thoughts on what we're hoping to achieve, because ideally, this is not about the three of us. Ideally, we need to have a movement of like-minded people from across the spectrum. Okay, my final thought on this is if we don't keep this simple, and just talking about corruption, if we don't make honesty testing using technology the new normal, then what are we going to do? And um, if we don't attempt this, then, then I honestly believe the future for us looks very dark. Because um, if you look at what's happened, a lot of the political parties and a lot of what happens is being run by gangs. And if you look at the fear factor, people not wanting to come forward because they know they're going to get shot when they go home. And we've seen it. I think that if we don't do this, then someone must come up with a better idea. And that's why I love your show, because maybe someone is going to come up with a better idea, and then we'll do that. But if this is the best we got at the moment, let's try it, um, because we've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's my last word. Wonderful stuff. Thank you. Gentlemen, thank you so much. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you one more question, though. I think we need to then find these people that do polygraphs and find out who the best are and maybe get them on the show. Because I want to know, I've seen the spy movies where you can put a thumbtack in your shoe and you step on that and it messes, you know, we know, we know what that's all about. Um, but I believe they're very, very accurate these days. And the people that operate them are highly trained and highly qualified. So I'm going to see the next time that we chat, if we can put our heads together, 
Let's see if we can get somebody like that to chat to us. Right, there we go. Wonderful stuff. Anthony, Trevor, thank you so much for joining us. It wraps up what's involved uh, this edition, the first one of uh, 2022. I'm very positive about the direction we're going in. To each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Involved. We hope this episode inspires you to find your passion and live your dream. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. And to see what's happening, what's going on, and what's coming, follow What's Involved on Facebook and Twitter at What's Involved. Thanks again for listening.